Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Well, before we do get started, um, I do want to let you know this program is brought to you in part by the financial uh, support of our listeners. Thanks so much for your support. You can support the show at support.greatdetectives.net and become one of our monthly supporters at patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, uh, this is, um, as I mentioned on Monday, we're going to be doing the entire series of Nightbeat starting at the end of this uh, current season. However, even if we weren't, I'd be bringing this episode to you, and I should have brought it to you earlier in the year. Nightbeat really began with uh, pilots in the late 1940s and uh, was over the air from 1950 to 1952. Early in its run, they had a promotional idea. There was a spot on Sunday afternoons where they could air a rebroadcast of Nightbeat, and thus they hoped they would promote the show. People would hear the rebroadcast of the previously aired episode in this special broadcast, and not only would they hear that, they would hear a message from the star of another great mystery show at NBC. So they would promote Nightbeat, and they would promote four other shows. The other programs were Christopher London, Dangerous Assignment, Dragnet, and Richard Diamond. We already brought you the uh, special that aired while Christopher London was on the air. Um, So now we're going to bring you the one from Dragnet. We probably should have brought you this earlier in the season just to match up uh, the time of year. But at any rate, uh, this is going to also serve as a preview of uh, Nightbeat, which we'll bring you at the end of this uh, season. This rebroadcast date was April the 30th of 1950, and the title is, Am I My Brother's Keeper? The National Broadcasting Company wishes to call your attention to a program regularly heard on Monday evenings at 10 p.m. New York time over most of these stations. We invite you now to listen, evaluate, and perhaps become a fan of this regularly scheduled Monday night program. Here, then, for your approval is... Night Beat. Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the Night Beat for the Chicago Star. My stories start in many different ways. This one began in the shattering turmoil of a manhunt and ended in the quietness of the morgue. Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. People are always telling me how lucky I am to have a job where all I've got to do is walk around Chicago at night looking for a story. It's a dandy little job, sure. All you need is a pneumonia jacket, an extra set of art supports, and a goodly supply of penicillin, and you're all set. (laughs) The city at night, oh, it's fascinating. That old nose for news, frozen stiff and ready to fall off. Those eagle eyes so watery and bloodshot from the wind, they wouldn't serve a self-respecting canary. (laughs) 
Yes, sir. It really work if you can get it. Oh, brothers and sisters, have I got it. <laughs> well, I guess I was just bitter. I'd walked from the loop to the near north side, waiting for a story to tap me gently on the shoulder, and so far it was no hits, no runs, and no errors. The streets were empty. Everybody was home hugging a radiator. And then far away I heard that lonely blues in the night sound, the police siren. And then another one. And then another. And then it seemed like there was a whole chorus of sirens singing about what a cruel, cruel world it all was. And then one siren separated itself from the rest and came closer. A prowl car was coming down the street, stopping just a few yards away from me, and a police officer jumping out and hurrying to a call box. As the officer passed under the street lamp, I saw the excited look on his face, and I thought, all right, Stone, you lucky dog. Let's go to work. Mr. Malachek. Yeah, okay, we're on our way over there right now. Right. Hey, uh, just a second. What do you want, mister? Uh, what's up? Sounds like every squad car in the city's on the loose. Got no time, mister. Read it in the papers tomorrow. Oh, I never touched that. Look, the name is Stone, Chicago Star. Oh, reporter? Well, Miley. Now, look, that's a general call, isn't it? I got no time to stand here, Gavin. I'll give it to you fast. Gig Sanvers busted loose. Sanvers? Great. When? How? Read it in your paper, Stone. All right, cross it. Let's move. <laughs> Gig Sanders, a two-time loser, a killer, loose in a city of four million people and everyone his enemy. I hurried to a phone, checked with the police, and then drove over to that part of Chicago called the Badlands. That strange area belonging to every city. Surrounded by the business section, yet itself run down, deteriorated, filled with tenements and abandoned factories. It was there the police had thrown a cordon around a boarded-up building. My pass got me through up to the front line and police Captain Arnold. Hello, Stone. Well, the hunt's on, huh? I don't know. We'll see in a minute. Sanders in that building? Got a tip he'd be. Wait a second. All right, Billings. Turn the searchlights on the building. Keep two of them on the roof. Run the others back and forth. Checking around, Stone? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You sure Sanders is in there? No, but we couldn't afford to pass up the tip. Well, where'd he come from? Anonymous, just a phone call. But Sanders knew this neighborhood like a back of his hand. Likely to be here. Captain Ireland, ready with the speaker now. Okay. All right. Here goes. Sanders, listen to me. There is no way out of that building that isn't covered. Come out with your hands in the air. We'll give you 20 seconds. Hear that, Sanders? 20 seconds. We'll count them off for you. What if he doesn't show? Tear gas first, then we'll go in after him. If he comes out with his hands up, he goes to the death house, and if he doesn't... He'll come out. Rats always believe there's a chance to beat the chair. Where there's life, there's hope, huh? No sign of him. Malachek! Yes, sir? Take the megaphone. When I give the signal, start counting off 20 seconds. Yes, sir. You're giving him more than 20 seconds. Not him. The crowd. They won't push in so close when the counting starts. Oh. Oh, look at them. Look at those faces. Perfectly normal human beings for 23 and a half hours of the day give them something like this for 30 minutes and they become a mob waiting and watching, hoping for the kill. People, Randy, want to change them? Oh, yeah, sure. We'll retool and put out a nice new eight-cylinder model with a convertible soul. Get ready, Malachek. Yes, sir. There's my story, Captain. Sanders? No, no, no. That's for the front page, boys. This mob, that's my story. That young couple right over there, look at those two. They're hoping Sanders will come out shooting. Otherwise, they'll want their money back, huh? Yeah, yeah. Where you See going? you later. Well, I'm going to stand by that couple and listen to them. All right, Malachek. Start counting. But warn him first once more. Sanders, we're going to start counting right now. Come out with your hands in the air or we'll cut you in half when we come in after you. 
One, two, three, four, five. I edged my way behind the young couple. Six, they looked so nice seven, and so human. Eight, and here they were, the same as all nine, the rest. Ten, Go back just a little 11, over a thousand years, 12, put on a toga, and take a seat in the Coliseum 13, at Rome. 14, Have a great day watching the gladiators 15, butcher each other. 16, cheer for the lions, or if you prefer people, cheer for the slaves 18, to kill the lion. It makes no 19, difference. It's all the same 20. holiday somebody gets killed. And then it started. Let him have it! It was all over in a few moments. The tear gas, the police rushing with their masks on, the crowd straining forward to get a glimpse of Sanders. But there was no Sanders. And the police came out. Nobody in there, Captain Ireland. He must have been. No, sir, not a soul. We've covered every inch. I watched that crowd, and strangely enough, there was relief on their faces, even a little shame that they'd hoped for the kill. But the young couple in front of me... He wasn't there, Ken. He wasn't there. I know. Come on, let's get out of here quick. Ken, Ken I'm, I'm sick. Evie, hold on to me. Let us through, please. Let us through. Oh, here, here, this way. Come on. Uh, make way for us, will you please? Clear she's, away. She's sick, mister. Maybe that's a natural reaction to disappointment. Huh? Oh, nothing, nothing. Come on. We'll get through this way. Uh, she's got to sit down a minute, mister. She's got Okay, okay, here. Here's my car. Let her get in. Kenny. Kenny, he wasn't there. He's, he's loose. Never mind. Come on, baby. I'll get you home. You better let me drive him. No, no, no. We'll be all right. Yeah, just a little while, Evie. We'll be home. Look, fella, it's easy to see what's the matter. She can't walk home in her condition. It ain't far. A block would be too far. I'll get a cat. No, no, I, I don't want anybody around us. You I... don't want anybody around you? That's a laugh. You bring her out here to, to this? Why didn't you take her on a nice tour through the packing house? Shut up. What right you got to talk like that? The founding fathers gave it to me. You don't know nothing about it. You don't know nothing... Take me home. Look, my car's still there. You're in no spot to refuse help, no matter what your reason. Now, come on. Let him. Let him take us, Kenny. Please. I... Come on, come on. They live very close. It didn't take over three minutes to get to their tenement building. I wanted to take her to a hospital, but she refused. She refused in a way that made me look at her hard. And there was another thing. The way she'd reacted when the police found out Gig Sanders wasn't in the old factory. Terror. That's what it was. Sheer terror. And then I helped her husband carry her up the stairs and into their meager little flat. On the couch, mister. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There. Now, have you got a phone? What for? Call a doctor. We ain't got a phone, but there's a drugstore. No, no, Ken. But, baby... We gotta get out. We ain't got time for a doctor now. Just, just let me rest and we got to get out. You're in no condition to refuse a doctor. I, I'm all right now. Yeah, sure. It ain't going to be for three weeks. That's what the doctor said. Three but... weeks? And you drag her out to that great exhibition? Why did Shut you... up. I told you before you don't know nothing about it. Now mind your own business and leave us alone. What are you looking like that for? What's the matter with you? With both of you? Not... Oh, yes, there is. You're scared stiff. Of what? Please go. Like Kenny says, leave us alone. Well, let me phone for a doctor from the drugstore. I won't come back. Just the doctor. Evie? No, we ain't got time, Kenny. Don't you know that? We ain't got time. He's loose, Ken. He's loose. Evie, baby, don't, You're please. talking about Gig Sandler's, aren't you? Why? Why are you afraid of him? Do you know him? Come on, what about a talk? No, not to nobody. You're scared of Sandler's. Why? Look, mister, you helped us all right. Thanks. Now get out of here. Ken, 
We got to tell somebody. I said nobody. You know what'll happen. We got to tell. Mister, who are you? My name is Stone, Chicago Star. Newspaper. Newspaper. Does that frighten you? Maybe he can help. Maybe he can. Nobody can. You know that. I'll tell him. No, Evie, shut up. It was Kenny who tipped the cop. Evie. I had to tell somebody. Maybe he can help. Is that the truth, Kenny? I don't... Yeah. It was me tipped the cop. The Sanders was in the factory? I thought he might be. But he wasn't. All right, now tell me something else. How do you know so much about it? Now, come on. If you want me to help, I got to know you're on the level. So tell me. Tell him. How do I know he won't go straight to the police? How do I know that? We got to trust somebody. We got to. Can we trust anybody? We'll try it and see. I... Him and me... In the same gang once. I did time, but I got out before he did. I went straight because... Because... Uh, go ahead. It was for me. Oh. All right. How about the tip to the police? There'll be a reward, you know. Sanders is big time. I didn't do it for no reward. Okay. I'm sorry. Mr. Stone, help us. How? How can I help? By getting out now and keeping your trap shut about me. And that'll help. Oh, no. No, you'll be back where you started. Your wife knows that, or she wouldn't have asked me to help. Giggle, come after us. How would he know that you gave the information to the police? You'll guess. We used that old factory plenty of times for a hideout. Nobody else knew how to get in. It's a cell away. Well, let me ask you another question, Kenny. What? Why did you tip the police? Gig. Gig hates me. Why? Kenny married me while Gig was still in the pen. Oh, you were his girl? No, I never was. I never was his girl at all. I was like everything else Gig liked. Everything was his, no matter who it belonged to. To him, a, a girl was like anything else. His, his gun, his clothes. Anytime Gig Sanders wanted something, it was his. I never loved him. I told him, but he just laughed like, like what I felt didn't mean nothing. I see. And now? Now he's loose. He hates me because of Evie. And he's going to know I tipped the coppers. Mr. Stone, if it's the last thing he does, you'll get us. You'll get Evie. And you'll get me. NBC is bringing you an encore performance of Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Before continuing with our story, here is the star of another NBC program, Dragnet, Mr. Jack Webb. Thank you. It's a real pleasure for me to talk with you about Night Beat. I know that you're enjoying this special encore broadcast and that you'll want to make it a habit to tune for Night Beat in its regular Monday time periods. Tomorrow night and every Monday night, listen to Night Beat on this same NBC station. Thank you, Jack Webb. And we'll be listening to your own documentary police show, Dragnet, every Thursday night on NBC. But now let's listen again to Randy Stone. These kids were scared. They were plenty scared. I asked them the only question that made sense, and I got my answer. Go to the police? <laughs> sure. A guy who served time goes to the cops. He tells them he gave him a bum steer. They got every copper in Chicago around that factory while Gig gets away someplace else. Yeah, they'd believe me, wouldn't they? Well, try it, and I'll go with you. Listen, you don't know. I changed my name. I moved all over the state looking for a job. This is the only place I could get one. I had to come back here. So what does that prove? It'll be in the papers. He'll, he'll lose his job, Mr. Stone. I can't do that. Not with Evie. Well, well, then what do you want me to do? 
Look, maybe, maybe if I give you a, a list of the places the coppers might find him, maybe you could tip him. What if he doesn't show up? There ain't many places he can go. You know, look, maybe by this time he's out, maybe even out of the state. He's killed an officer. He won't dare to stay here. Gig, <laughs> as long as he knows Evie and me are still alive, he'll stay. He hates me so much, he'll take that chance. Does he know that you live here? No, I ain't even seen any of the old bunch at all. I moved around. Always moving to keep away. Mr. Stone, go to the police. But don't tell him nothing about me. Will you get it through your head that they'll protect you? Even so, Gig's got friends. If they find out it was me... Yeah, yeah. So you got to go to the police. All right. Where's the drugstore? Right at the corner. You'll see. You stay right here. Keep your door locked until I get back. It was a short two minutes to the corner drugstore. I put in my call and started back to the flat. The street was quiet and deserted. The dirty tenement's a solid block of ugliness against the night. I reached the tenement entrance... I was just about to start up the steps. Pal, hmm? don't turn around. Stand nice and quiet. That's it. What is this, a holdup? Yeah, sure, a holdup. Now listen to me. Take out a cigarette. What? Take out a cigarette. That's it. Now light it. Act natural. Yeah, good boy. Where are you? In your car at the curb, smart boy. What? I said don't turn around. Take a look up and down the street. I am. Coppers? No. Okay. Now come here to the car. You're going to do like I tell you, you understand? What do you want? Who are... You know who I am, Stone. Yeah, I guess I do. Now listen. I'm going for that flat you come from. Don't do it, Sam. Sure, I'm going to do it. This gun says I can do it. Leave the two kids alone. Yeah. All alone. You're wasting time, Sanders. Time you could use to better advantage. Sure. Now step back a couple of feet. I'm getting out. Just stand there. Keep smoking the cigarette. Okay, walk ahead of me. Straight into the house. Move. All right, stop here. Sanders, you're not going to do this and still have time to get away. Oh, you're really concerned about me, ain't you? Don't worry, I'm a big boy. Well, give him a break. Oh, sure, sure. Like they was going to give me. Now, listen, you're going back up to that flat. You're going to knock on the door, and you're going to tell them to let me in. Is that all clear? Now, what if I don't? So be a hero. And I'll get in anyway. It's just easier this way. Okay. I, uh... All right. So let's go. <laughs> walk up the stairs was a nightmare. I walked down the hall toward the flat. The flat where those two kids waited behind a door that they thought would keep the terror and the death away from them. And then, all right, knock. Who is it? Answer. Sanders, please don't do it. You're gonna answer him. Who is it? Answer. It's Stone, Kenny, but I don't... That's all. He was a long time... Inside, fast. Shut her up or I will. Evie, stone. You, stone. Lock the door. All right. Kenny, boy. Over on the couch. Evie, don't hurt Evie. She's gonna have... Yeah, I see. Congratulations. Listen to me. Shut up. 
Stone. What? Get over to the couch. And on your way over, turn out the light. Stay in line with the window so I can see you against the street lamp. All right, now sit down. We're going to have a long talk. You're going to listen to me, Gig. Sure, sure. I'm a wonderful listener. Only make it good and make it funny, huh? Evie and me fell in love, Gig. You ain't going to blame us for that. Evie and you fell in love? You think I was worried about that? You think I cared what she did? No. It's what you've done tonight. He was afraid, Sanders. Afraid that you'd come after him because of Evie. And I thought about it and stir plenty. But I figured, let it go. It ain't worth it. But this tonight is something different. Turning stoolie. You'll never get out of Chicago, Sanders. Every cop in the city will be looking for you. That's nothing new to me. And now you, Kenny boy. You did tip the coppers, didn't you? Gig, listen. We're... we're nothing. You haven't got a chance, Sanders. Shut up with that. No chance, huh? <laughs> I always got a chance. My luck's good. Know why I wasn't in that factory, Kenny boy? Because my luck held. I had to get some dough first. You know where I was? In that crowd, just standing there watching. You were in that crowd? Like watching my own funeral, only the coffin was empty. And I saw you and Evie, Kenny. That's how I knew where the tip come from. All right, you're smart, Sanders. Now be smarter. You've got us where you want us. We can't make a move. But if you kill us, you'll kill the time you need to get away. I got ways. Like I come here. I followed you in a cab, then hid in your parked car. Now, ain't that smart? <laughs> well, Evie, you ain't said nothing yet. Gig, you... You're gonna kill us. I'm gonna kill you, Evie. Sanders, you said your luck held. Can't hold forever. What you're doing now is giving the police minute after minute to catch up with you. And they will, sooner or later. You killed an officer, Sanders. You know what that means? Him or me, it had to be that way. But it doesn't have to be this way. This way? What Kenny did was done to save Evie's life and the baby's. Right or wrong, that's why he did it. What would you have done to save your own life? I killed a cop to save my life. That answer you? I... Yes, I guess it does. So it makes sense. Is that a radio there by you? Yeah. Well, turn it on. We're all going to sit here and wait for the news. <laughs> I got to see how I'm making out. We sat in the sunny darkness of the room. The only light came from the window that faced the street. Then the 11 o'clock news broadcast came on. Tonight in Chicago, the city's manhunt goes on for Geek Sanders, convicted and sentenced killer. Acting on an anonymous tip, the police surrounded the old Phillips factory, but Sanders had not been there or had escaped before the cordon could be drawn tightly. Meanwhile, rewards totaling $2,800 have been offered. Shut it off. And? Well, $2,800. That's a real nice nest egg, huh, Kenny boy? There wasn't any reward, not when there I... There is no... Sanders. What do you want, Stone? You said you were smart. So, what are you getting at? Maybe you forgot one thing. Yeah? You came here in a cab. So? The driver get a look at your face? Don't give me that. Coppers would be here long before now. Oh, no, Sanders. Only about a half hour has gone by since they tried for you in the factory. Figure it out. By the time the cab driver reports, by the time the police check... Shut up! You're wasting time. You got half a chance if you take it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you talked me into it. Okay. Now get going. Dig, no. Please, no. Dig, not Evie. It's the baby. The baby, Evie. 
I could have been rotten in that factory by now. What satisfaction will you get from this, Sanders? Satisfaction? Everything in the world. You were friends. Yeah, yeah, we were friends. You tell him how good friends we were, Kenny? You tell him how we played in the same dirty, stinking streets, how we ate the same slop in the orphan asylum? You tell him all that? Yeah, Evie. You tell him how I was always the one to get Kenny out of jams when we were kids? Did I tell you that too, Stone? No, but you're thinking of it. Remember it, Sam. Oh, I am. Yes, I am. All Kenny wanted was a decent life. Even if it cost mine, huh? He wanted to live for his wife and his baby. And I want to live. For what? Oh, you... You shouldn't have said that, Stone. I didn't have nothing against you, not until you said that. I was going to the death house when I busted loose. I figured a million ways to get away, and I took a chance when I come. I killed a cop. A cop, and I know what happens to a cop killer. I know what... Yeah, now they're coming. I guess you were right about that cabbie. In a minute, the cops will be all set and ready. And I killed a cop. That's how bad I wanted to live. But nobody wants me to. Nobody. You hear nobody. Listen to me, Sandra. You listen to you. A few weeks ago, there was a leopard loose. And you know what people said? You know, Stone? Yes, I know. They felt sorry for the leopard. That's right. Everybody wanted the leopard taken alive. Nobody wanted it killed. But me? For me, I'm a human being. And me, they want to see cut to pieces. Maybe because there's all the difference in the world between you and that animal. Is it? Is it? You're going to say the leopard wouldn't know better if he killed or got away. Well, neither do I. Neither do I, because that's the way I learned to live. Because you didn't want any other way, Sanders. Because it was the easiest way. You grew up in a gutter. You never wanted to get out of it. Other men did. I ain't other men. I'm Gig Sanders. Gig Sanders. Gig, they're all around. You ain't got a chance. Oh, well, that's dandy for you. Just what you want. No, Gig, no. I swear it ain't. You swear. Now, listen to me. I'm going out. But not with my hands up. And I ain't gonna die alone. Sanders, don't. Do one last decent thing and let these kids alone. Shut up, Gig. Listen, I'll go with you. Kenny, no. Gig, I'll go with you. It'll be you and me again, like it always was. I'll help you get away. We can do it together, Gig. We always used to. Me and you, remember? You're crazy, Kenny, if you think you're going out with him. You won't have a chance. He'll cut you down with him. Kenny, stay here. You've got to do it, Evie. You've got to see that. I have to do it. Gig, you want to kill me. All right, I'll be dead if that's what you want. But I'm going out with you. I got a gun. I got a gun. Kenny, put it down. Don't. <laughs> so, so you got a gun. You got a gun. All right, why don't you shoot me? I could have. Why don't you shoot me? I could have any time we were sitting. No, but you didn't. You were always soft, Kenny boy. You see, Stone, that's the difference between him and me. Then shoot me. Go ahead. Kill me now. But even if you don't, I'm going out with you, kid. Kenny, you're not talking sense. Sanders! Sanders! We know you're in there. Sanders, this is Captain Ireland. Listen to me, Sanders. Yeah, I'm listening, copper. Sanders, there are innocent people in that building. We'll give them time to clear. If you've got any human decency left in you, wait before you do anything. But I warn you, Sanders, if you don't come out with your hands in the air. What are you going to do? You know what I'm going to do. I'm coming out. Right at the front door. Tell everybody else to stay in. Tell them. All right, Sanders. But with your hands up. 
Now listen, you people. Stay in your rooms, lie down on the floor, and stay away from windows and doors. I'm coming, Captain! They'll kill you, Gig. Danvers, go out with your hands in the oh, air. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And now, Evie, Kenny... Gig! Danvers. Well, do it, then, Gig. Do it and get it over with. Oh, Kenny, Kenny, boy. Get where I can see your face. Think what you're doing, Danvers. Shut up, Stump. Let me run the light by the window, Kenny. Now, let me look at you. <laughs> you said you'd go out with me? Yeah. Now, Kenny, don't lie to me now. Don't lie to me. I'll go out with you, Gig. Swear it's the truth, Kenny. Swear it's the truth. I don't have to swear it, Gig. You're looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going out. Alone. Now, what about Kenny and Evie? They can rot in this stinking world. They can rot. Not me. I'm going out. I'm going out and meet all the coppers in Chicago. Dig! Stay where you are. Oh, he's gone. Coppers. He's gone. Come out with your hands up. Help, coppers! Well, there's $2,800 lying down there, Kenny. Sit down and pick it up. I don't want it. You had all the chance in the world. Why didn't you kill him? I couldn't. King Sam was, was my brother. it's almost dawn again, and I've written another story. It's a story that began a long time ago when a man looked up and answered a question with another question. Am I my brother's keeper? Well, there's an answer to that, and our society has made it. Yes, you are your brother's keeper, but he must be worthy of the keeping. Copy, boy. Nightbeat, the new dramatic series, stars Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Nightbeat is produced and directed by Warren Lewis and edited by Larry Marcus. Today's script was by Russell Hughes with music by Frank Worth. The part of Gig was played by Bill Conrad. Others in the cast were Georgia Ellis, Harry Bartell, Louis Jean Heights, Herb Ellis, and Lee Millar. Frank Lovejoy will next be seen in Milton Sperling's production, Rock Bottom, released by Warner Brothers. NBC has presented for your approval a special edition of Nightbeat to acquaint you with this regularly scheduled Monday evening program. If you have enjoyed this broadcast, join the millions of listeners who, each Monday, tune for Adventure and Mystery on the regular Nightbeat series. Listen then tomorrow night, when again you will hear Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone on Nightbeat, presented by General Mills. Stay tuned for High Adventure on most of these NBC stations. This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surfer series. Oh, and a man's wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio.
Welcome back. Well, as you heard, Nobby could uh, deviate a bit from the uh, typical uh, detective genre. Of course, Randy Stone is a reporter, and there's always a strong dramatic element. Still, I think the series uh, usually has a very strong sense of mystery. And even those episodes uh, like this one, which uh, ha have the uh, dramatic element a bit more overpowering, there's still some very solid acting and just some great writing. And I think you saw that in Nightbeat, and uh, I hope that you did enjoy it. One reason why I am bringing you these uh, rebroadcasts this way is just because when the rebroadcasts were aired, it had only been a few weeks after the episodes um, actually played on Nightbeat. And so doing this um, in conjunction with uh, broadcasting Nightbeat would be uh, kind of a little um, awkward or uh, repetitive because we'd be playing something we just heard a few weeks before. Uh, but as it is, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And of course, we will have another preview episode once we get into Richard Diamond. Uh, in the meantime, those who send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net, follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Uh, from Boise, Idaho, uh, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.